0: this is a Soulfire production welcome back to the podcast i am so pumped for today's episode it is jam-packed with so much information on a highly requested topic numerology if you've been listening to the show or you follow me on social media you probably know that i have gotten really into numerology over the last few years. I feel like it's such an accessible system and easy to apply into your own life. And I like to use numerology in terms of understanding myself on a deeper level, but also planning. I will look at what the uh, energy is like for my year ahead, but then also in each month. So I'll plan out new launches when I'm in a month one or travel when I'm in a month five. If I'm looking for a space to uh, really get in there and do a lot of work, like working on the books, for example, I put that in my month four. So I really love to use this as a planning tool for myself. And as many of you know, I see the world in numbers, in frequency codes, and you can really access so much more information about the world around you when you start to recognize numbers and learn what they mean. And you'll just start to see the energy of everything in a different way, looking at the numerology of your house and of your license plate. When I pump my gas, I'm looking at how much it costs me, every receipt I get. It's just so much fun to play with because there are numbers all around us. So I just love numerology so much. Numbers are a huge part of my life, and I didn't come into it from a numerology perspective. It was just more intuitive, but it's really cool to see how they overlap. And I really wanted to have more of like an informational episode about numerology for those of you who want to learn more about your own numerology and want to learn some of those foundations to be able to go deeper into it. And today's guest is actually the first person I ever had a numerology reading with, Dr. Felicia Bender, otherwise known as the practical numerologist. She is the resident numerologist for astrostyle.com and she's been featured in so many different media outlets including Refinery29, Women's Health, Elephant Journal, and many more. She is also the author of multiple books. Her latest book is The Ultimate Guide to Practical Numerology, mapping your path and purpose. And she also has two other books. The first is redesign your life using numerology to create the wildly optimal you and master numbers 11, 22, 33, the ultimate guide, which I need to get my hands on that book of hers because I've been on a huge master number kick recently, but I was just so excited to have Felicia back on the show. And I I would love to have her back on again. I could talk to her for hours. I just Adore her. And she really is practical with, with numerology. And we talked a lot about you know, how you can use this tool to understand yourself more deeply. See our strengths, tune into what we're really here to do. Notice our growth points. And we covered life path numbers, soul urge numbers, expression numbers. We talked about how names come into play when it comes to numerology, which is super fascinating. To me, because if I had a different name, my whole energy would be different. You talk about karmic debt, all, all the good stuff. So I know you're going to love this. Maybe take some notes. You're probably going to want to send this to people you know because there's a lot of really tangible information in here for you. And as you listen, definitely take a screenshot and share it to social media and tag me, tag Felicia at Felicia Bender so we can see that you're listening and be sure to. Uh, Post what your life path number is because I want to know. And if you want to learn more from Felicia, you can find her at FeliciaBender.com. Links will be in the show notes, and all of her books are on Amazon. If you're curious about numerology, this episode is for you. So sit back and enjoy this conversation with the amazing Felicia Bender. If you didn't already know, May is mental health month, and I wanted to take a second to talk about my journey. Because my mental health has been a huge part of my journey in entering the nutrition space and then the spirituality space. And so much of the why behind why I do everything I do and why I make the life choices I do is really to support my mental health. Because my longest struggles were with pretty severe anxiety and depression that I started struggling with at a young age. I didn't get diagnosed until... I was in my late teens and I I really tried everything. It was really debilitating. It definitely blocked a lot of my social life and made school really hard for me. It made all kinds of relationships pretty difficult for me. And I just know what it feels like to be at the lowest of lows for a long time. And I honestly thought I was always going to struggle with depression and anxiety, and I don't anymore. And it was when I really went the natural route that everything changed. And one of the most important parts of my routine has been Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil. I've been using their products for years, and these work. I remember when I first started using Ned, I was not able to sleep through the night. I had a really hard time falling asleep, staying asleep. My anxiety was so high, and obviously poor sleep just makes it worse and it all snowballs. And I started taking Ned every night, and I finally was able to fall asleep easily, sleep all the way through the night. I wasn't anxious during the day anymore. My mood totally regulated. It also helped me reduce my inflammation, balance out my hormones. It's just been one of the best things I've ever done for my health, which is why I talk about Ned all the time. So in In the spirit of Mental Health Month, I want to tell you about my favorite product for relieving stress and anxiety, which is Ned's de-stress blend. I am obsessed with this. It's a USDA certified organic formula that puts the spotlight on two powerful cannabinoids. CBG, which is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. And of course, their tried and true CBD extracted from the world's purest full spectrum hemp in the foothills of the Colorado Rockies. Ned's de-stress blend Features a botanical infusion of ashwagandha, an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress, as well as cardamom and cinnamon, which taste so good cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that supports your gut health which is a key player in your mental health and cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels these products are science-backed nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs and coming from somebody who has tried so many ssris that honestly only made things worse for me in so many ways i'm just so grateful for ned Their products are chock full of premium CBD and a full spectrum of active cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, and trichomes. It's the full spectrum that really makes the difference, offering functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and overall balance. And they are fully transparent. Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process. It's all right there on their website invest in yourself and fortify your stress response this month and get 15% off Ned's de-stress blend with my code Christina. Go to helloned.com slash Christina or enter the code Christina at checkout. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A to get 15% off. And a big thank you to Ned for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Okay. So I like to start every podcast with four questions to get to know you a little bit better. Are you, are you ready? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> a, little, a, They're little easy. In, a little improv. All right. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to take a deep easy. breath. So the first one is how do you like to start your morning? What's your morning ritual routine? Like
1: my morning ritual or routine? Um, usually it is, um, exercise. And yet I've kind of flipped it. I used to, you know, jump out of bed, exercise, and then have tea. Now I get out of bed and have uh, Moroccan mint green tea. It's my addiction. Yeah. And then, uh, and
0: then exercise. That's my morning Love routine. It. I love that. I've been playing with that flop too. I mm-hmm. usually, I used to like, I jumped out of bed and I'd like go on a walk and then work out and then do all my like journaling and coffee and stuff. And I've flopped it. So <laughs> As soon as you just got to so, switch it so up. We're,
1: we're, we're in the, we're on the wave, we're on yeah, the we're, wave together. <laughs> we are, I
0: love it. All right, <laughs> ne- next thing is, what is a product that you're really liking right now? So it could be a food product, a supplement, a crystal, a skincare, mm-hmm. like anything, a physical a book, something that you're just like enjoying right now.
1: Gosh, that's an interesting, because I'm traveling right now. And so that's all a little bit kind of unmoored. You know Mm. what I mean? Yeah. Um,
0: Is there anything you always keep with you on travel though? You got to, you got to have certain things. You're like, I always pack
1: this. I keep my tea and I do, and I do have certain supplements that I use. One supplement that, and again, I'm not, you know, getting paid to endorse (laughs) is, is, uh, is called Ion and it is a gut supplement yeah. And I, I have found that that has been a wonderful addition to my supplement routine. I'm really, I've always been a stomach sensitive person. That's where all my emotions and all, all my things, you know, how some people have headaches, some people have, you know, joint pain, whatever they have, whatever I've got usually processes through the intestinal tract. So, I'm very proper care and maintenance about that as much as I can be. And this is a really nice uh, uh, supplement. I've been uh, enjoying it.
0: Mm, okay. Good to know. I've heard of that. And I was wondering, I don't know anybody else who's taking it. So I just, that's, yeah, I no really, too. really like it. Yeah. And it's,
1: it's liquid. So it's mm-hmm. a little harder to travel with. I got to tell you, but, um, yeah. but, but there you go. <laughs>
0: All right. Love it. Cool. Yeah. Next is what is your, do you know, uh, well, you, you got to know your astrology, astrology, human design information.
1: Um, yes, my human design friend, Jess will, will, no, she'll, she'll laugh because I don't know my human design as well. Um, astrology, I am a cancer, cancering mm-hmm. crab son. I have a I have a lot of cancer Capricorn dichotomy. (laughs) Love
0: (laughs) that. I see that.
1: Yeah, I have Cancer Sun and uh, Capricorn rising or ascending. I have Leo Moon. I've got a lot of Virgo splattered around in there, Um, and yet I'm also Cancer North Node, Capricorn South Node. So I Uh. have a. A lot of the polarity uh, going on with that human design. I believe I'm a two, two four, mm-hmm. or two, and I got some six. I'm horrible with that. That is a much more.
0: I could see I you love, as a two four. Are yeah, you a I, projector?
1: No, I'm a I'm a generator. You're
0: a generator. Okay. Yeah,
1: and not a manifesting generator. Uh, okay a flat out generator.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm also a two four flat out generator. So Okay. We have that in common.
1: We have that in common. And so I love I love human design. I just don't know it. Right. I love talking to my human design friends and going, Tell me what I need to know, my human design friends and they'll give it to me. And I gather um, you know, one of the the main things for me is story, you know, stories and storytelling and that sort of that sort of thing so Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting
0: yeah well and then what's your what's your life path
1: oh and my life path. oh numerology that part um my life path is a three Um, okay and yet in in numerology we have all of our core numbers and so kind of like my rising sign uh Mm -hmm. in numerology that's called your destiny or your expression uh number that is a six and then i have uh, a two or a master 11 depend. even as a numerologist, there are always options <laughs> in mm-hmm. terms of how to calculate, but that's the soul urge. And then uh, my birthday is a 22, uh, 22,
0: four. Wow. Love that. Love that 22. I'm curious about the master numbers. So we'll have to get into those. Okay. Um, what, one, one more thing before we jump into all the numerology things, what is a topic you're really interested in learning about right now or something you're pondering, thinking about that's not numerology. Like I always just like to know what's on people's minds, like, what are you, what are you learning about anything, anything in that realm?
1: You know, I'm, I'm always learning about everything. So, um, I've got two funny, very dichotomous, uh, responses to that (laughs) intuitively. So, um, one of the things that I've been learning more about is tapping. Mm-hmm. So I've been experimenting more with, with that procedure, which I'm, I'm enjoying that. So I'm always learning different modalities. And I think that, honestly, modalities come and go with us. There are some that stick with us forever, right? And yet there are many of them that as we move through all of this, me, it's kind of like when the teacher, you know, when you're ready, the teacher appears. And then when you've done what you've done with it, it, you kind of move into something else or something else comes in and comes into play for you that's, that, um, takes precedence or whatever, however you want to say that. So, um, I'm always looking for tools because I work with so many clients as well, because I am the practical numerologist. And they're like, okay, now that I know this, now what do I do? (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay, well, you can try this modality, or maybe this would be something that you would um, be, you know, connect up with in terms of your, your numerology. But I also have to say, this is so this may be just totally off, you know, off the rail. I love Um, it so i'm I'm sharing with you that I'm traveling right now. I'm kind of on a work uh, a working retreat and I'm in central Mexico, and i um I signed on for this four hour walking tour of the little city that I'm in with a guy who gives you the tour, but he shows you how to take really incredible pictures with your iPhone. Wow. And so it's not only just, you know, walking through and hands on going, okay, this is, you know, look at things differently, how to do and goes, you know, through that process, which is pretty cool. And then there's a, an element of just basic skills that go with it. But then he goes through the basic editing tools. (laughs) Oh my God. It is a world you can't imagine. And I'm pretty much kind of, I'm not really into this at all. I kind of shoot. I love, I I love doors. So when I travel internationally, I'm always taking pictures, but oh my gosh, I have taken some pictures that my friends are like, oh my gosh, you've got to have a, you know, a coffee table book made out of, and it's just, it's amazing. Wow. Look at that these tools that are right in front of us. And all it takes is a four hour hands-on instruction. And one of the things that really, really occurred to me also, Christina, is how uh, much I miss one-on-one in-person hands-on instruction, right? With an actual human being to show you, you know, uh, tangibly and to be with other people, right? Students and, Listen to their questions and meet up with them. I mean, it's really it was really one of those moments where I was like, "Oh wow, I miss this. I miss this so much." So that Ugh. was a little off the rails, but no, that's... I love that. <laughs> what a
0: what a great like addition to a tour. Like I, more people should add that in. You know, yeah, it's so cool. And I've been thinking the same thing. I I had an event last week, and I hadn't done an event like that in a couple of years, and. I was like, oh, I miss this so much as being in person with, with people. It's just such a different yeah. energy. And yes, uh, I mean, yeah, you forget how much you need it. So I feel that, I feel that for yeah.
1: sure. Yeah, we are social <laughs> beings, we humanoids. <laughs> totally,
0: totally. Well, I mean, let's let's get into numerology and like how how did you find numerology? What's your story into it?
1: Well, it's so funny because... I always say that I didn't find numerology, numerology found me and, and I'm really not kidding. <laughs> so, because upfront, um, I hate math more than anything. It is, a, it is a cosmic joke, um, <laughs> that I do numerology. I've always been a creative. I have a PhD in theater, um, anything art, creative music, um, acting, all of those things. That's been my wheelhouse all my life. And um, and yet numerology found me through a book kind of jumped out uh, at a bookstore years ago. I was looking for something for my daughter who was uh, in college at the time and kind of trying to figure out her pathway there. And it was a career book, but it, and it didn't, uh, it was not about numerology. If it would have said numerology on the cover, I would have thrown it across the room. There there was no way, but it, uh, it actually was about, uh, intuition, those sorts of things. And it included a bit about numerology in there. And so it kind of caught me unaware and I read it and you know how it is, Christina, when something just clicks. Mm Uh, Because I'd been going, you know, on this kind of spiritual pathway for years at that time. And I learned energy work. I did, you know, all this work around um, healing and intuition and and so many different facets. And yet I am, I mean, I don't call myself the practical numerologist for nothing. Uh, I always felt very intuitive, but I also felt I wanted something more practical and pragmatic and tangible and numerology is a science, you know, it is a science and an art of interpretation. So it found me and I just, you know, I ever since I just can't get enough of it. It It's just infinitely fascinating. And the numbers never lie.
0: I mean, it's very accurate. Well, so I mean, you, you got this book, you learn about it. And then like, what was your next move? I mean, how did that transition oh. into... Chaining it just your career. Yeah.
1: Well, there you go. It transitioned. To, I was just insatiable. I just started reading every single thing I could about it. Then I would start giving, you know, any any of you doing astrology or even numerology or anything else that you are learning, you practice it, you know, on somebody else. You you get your friends and family and all of those things. Um, so I was doing, I was doing that as well, but it just really Uh, took a hold of me. And I thought, this is really my thing. And this is what I can bring all of who I am and what I do into this bucket, you know, and then express through that, um, through that tool and through that modality. It really works that way for me. Um, And I just, again, I, I, a three life path you'll learn as we go along is, is the, you know, creative uh, communicator. So I love, uh, I love communicating this with people. I love being able to, um, help people and inspire them and show them how, uh, they are in alignment with their purpose. Right. I mean, it's just, there's nothing more gratifying than that.
0: Totally. Well, what do you feel it was about numerology specifically that captivated you so much? Like, like, like how was it applicable in your own life?
1: So for me, it was absolutely 1000% spot on. And you notice how I'm using such uh, incredibly accurate math there, 1000%. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: 111%, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so for me, and of course, you do yourself. then I mean, for me, I did my kids, I did my ex-husband, I did my family. And it was like, oh my gosh, it just ripped the veil Off of, you know, who they are, how you, how you engage with people who, who kind of tweaks you and triggers you, who you really get along with. All of those things really come into play. And for me, what I love about it so much, to be very honest, I don't really talk about this very much, but I'm a highly intuitive person. And yet what I love about the numbers is that it is again, it is a, a, a third party. So for me, I can read someone's chart and it's the numbers speaking. And yet I am translating and interpreting the numbers. And I will get also intuitive guidance through that tool, but it's not, it doesn't feel so pressurized. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I don't know how psychics and everything do it because gosh, that's a lot of pressure, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, to To do that. And so for me, I can give very solid, accurate readings, um, through this tool. And, um, and again, I'm, I've learned my own intuitive language through, through the numbers and through how they connect and collide together. Right. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's too like complicated to think about, but, but how it all works together in that way. So, um, for me, I find that it's extraordinarily accurate. It allows me an incredible uh window to to assist people, but it also doesn't take me down in the process. I did a lot of energy work in the past and I would carry that with me like a ton of bricks. And that's and that's my issue. Anyone out there who does energy work Uh, First and foremost, you got to learn absolute psychic self protection, you have to learn cutting the cord, you have to learn uh, all those things. And I, I was attempting to learn to do that. Um, And yet I was so empathic that I would really um, bring that in. I'm sure people listening to you (laughs) are like, yes, you know, count me in raising their hands on the other side. So it's imperative to do that. And for me, this was a really foundational tool for me to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, I I will say like, I mean, I train other energy healers. I've been energy healing for a while now and I, it's not for everybody. Uh, it's not for everybody. And I've talked about this before on the show, but just to say it here again, like the thing that I love about numerology is I feel like it's one of the most accessible, tools like this, like it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, I, it feels like there's a lot less room for interpretation, you know, to be honest. I mean, it's like going to be applied differently in different lives, but it mm-hmm. it's just very like, here's the number, like you add it up, like it is what it is, you know? And, uh, it just like, I don't know. I, I think that cut and dry kind of energy definitely resonates with me.
1: Me sure. too. And you as a seven, we can talk about why yeah. that does, but, but what <laughs> What I always like to say also is for me, honestly, it is one of those things where people will do um, even the Enneagram, which I highly respect or any kind of strengths finder or whatever. You still have to answer some questions. Yeah. You got to take the quiz, right? And I don't know about you or any one of you out there. I have different moods. I feel differently from day to day. So I'm answering this question for the strength finders, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you? Oh, today I'm a nine, you know, (laughs) right. And then, and then something happens and tomorrow I'm like, I'm a one. I don't know, you know. And so for me, that the numerology takes all that BS out of it. Mm -hmm. It takes all the guesswork because it's your name as it appears on your birth certificate. That is what we're going to use, uh, and your birth date, so your date of birth. So unlike astrology, we do not need your place of birth, your time of birth, um, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, or day, in that, in that regard for, for astrology. But what we do need that you don't have in your astrology chart is your name. So I always say once you know both your astrology and your numerology are out of excuses.
0: yeah there you go when it comes to keeping your body healthy and your frequency high which go hand in hand it comes back to a whole foods based diet and really paying attention to the ingredients that you put in and on your body unfortunately our soils are not what they once were so even if you are eating a really clean diet it is really easy to still be deficient in different minerals and nutrients that is where supplements come into play and i'm really picky with supplements because so many brands put in all these fillers and gmo ingredients and you just got to be careful this is why i love paleo valley all of their products are gluten-free grain-free soy-free dairy-free non-gmo and made from only organic whole foods i use their essential c complex every single day amazing for boosting the immune system naturally boosting energy balancing out cortisol and great for skin i take their apple cider vinegar complex regularly to help balance out my blood sugar and not have to deal with the effects of apple cider vinegar on my tooth enamel because it's in a capsule i don't use advil or tylenol any of those i use paleo valley's turmeric complex which is amazing for uh, naturally fighting inflammation it supports brain health immune health cardiovascular health and it protects against dna damage i also love their superfood bars and i always have a few in my bag i could go on because i use all of paleo valley's products but i i just love this company so much because they're such high quality products they're whole foods based and they really work and i have tried so many supplement brands quality matters. You don't want to just get your supplements from CVS. And if I could recommend one thing to everybody, it is the essential C-complex. I have tried so many vitamin C's. This is by far the best in my opinion. Most other vitamin C supplements are derived from GMO corn and they usually only contain one fraction of the vitamin, ascorbic acid. Paleo Valley's essential C-complex has the entire spectrum with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C. You're getting three of the most concentrated natural sources of vitamin C in one supplement from amla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe acerola cherry. I take it every single morning and it's one of the most important things I do for my immune health and to support detox. So if you want to try out any of Paleo Valley's supplements or products, just head to paleovalley.com and you can use my code Christina15 for 15% off. That's p a l e o v a l l e y. P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. Use my code, Christina, 15, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, 1-5, and you can get 15% off. I do want to talk about names. Like I have questions about that, but before we get deeper into it, like just baseline, like what is numerology? And also can you describe, because I've had different people mention different types of numerology. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and in my head, I mean, I don't know what all of them are, but I'm like, well, isn't it just like you add up numbers? I mean, I don't get what the different types are. So, cause I don't under, I don't know. So can yeah. you shed some light on that?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So there are different kinds, just like astrology. You have Vedic astrology, you have Chinese astrology, you have what, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever astrology. And so it's different, uh, ways of thinking about astrology and Vedic astrology and, what I would say is Western astrology is very, very different, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. could have a different sun sign in, in Vedic and all of that. The same with numerology. The type I, uh, that I work with is Pythagorean. It comes from Pythagoras. I don't know if you were paying, I always say this, paying attention in math class, were you? Uh, I was, I was. Okay, good for you because I was not. But the Pythagorean <laughs> theorem of geometry comes from the same guy Greek mathematician, mystic, would have been a really kind of intriguing, weird guy to hang out with. Uh, But um, basically, and I'll, I'll tell you kind of what it is, and then we'll go back to the differences. Okay, so we'll segment it that way. So basically, um what pythagoras posits is this idea that numbers carry with them not only a quantitative value like one apple two apples like counting right uh, but uh care, each number 1 through 9 carries with them a uh a vibration and a frequency it's a container of data right and and with that it it holds uh influence it holds uh, uh information and so it's kind of, I think, a little bit, uh, not, well, maybe not so much of a stretch of our imaginations. It still is, but, um, because we live in this data centered, technologically, uh, centered world where we're, I mean, what is the cloud? <laughs> how does it work? It's up there somewhere, right? But all this data, all this bits and bytes, seriously, like how the hell does that happen? Uh, we can think about it as, gravity right we don't have to believe in gravity to know scientifically how it works but apparently it's operational right so the same thing uh happens with numerology and another another way i like to look at it because for me um this really resonates with me it's kind of like you can go through life and if you don't know numerology you can walk in you know for instance as a metaphor um let's say Let's say the metaphor here is that you don't know Morse code. You know that, that you know, Morse code, you don't know it. I mean, who does, <laughs> right? Very few people do. You walk into a room and there's Morse code going off. Biddy, 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 all of that. For you, it's just, it's what? It's static. You just walk through the room. It's, it's nothing. Well, you walk into the room. If you know Morse code, you stop and you can decipher what information is being relayed there. Uh, what data is, is coming across. And so it's the same with numerology. So if you start understanding the basic defining qualities of each of the numbers, you can start plugging that in whenever and wherever and however it shows up. I mean, people see repeating numbers, right? This is code. These are messages. This is really valuable data that all of us have access to. It's just a matter of understanding that it's not just a coincidence, (laughs) right? And it's not just happenstance or it's not whatever, like in, in that realm, but it is actually this wonderful, beautiful, playful way of of enriching our lives of being more intentional of getting feedback from the from the universe right and so just on that basic level you can start using the numbers in that way and then uh, and then it goes forward into knowing your entire numerology profile what i am the most interested in personally uh because of my theater background and everything else i love Understanding people and what motivates us, and what drives us, and what our purpose is, and how we show up for that. So for me, I'm much more interested in um, in having these and being able to work with people uh, and put them what validate their path (laughs) Mm -hmm. right and their purpose and also look at cycles of time that we uh, can delineate with numerology and see where we are in those cycles what we're learning how we can use those to our advantage so to me that is kind of a a wrap-up of what numerology can bring to us now to go back to your original question we have pythagorean numerology we have chaldean numerology Chaldean numerology is very, very different than Pythagorean. So they have different calculations. They use, the, they, they use um, the numbers differently and sometimes have a little bit different way of defining things. And yet, overarchingly, um, the numbers have the same meaning uh, throughout mm. the systems. It's just how you calculate how to get there, uh, if that makes sense.
0: So I would have like a different life path. I could have a different life path.
1: potentially yeah or well not well let me let me back up not life path you would have a different expression or Mm -hmm. destiny number soul urge coming from the the name Mm -hmm. um so the name often is a little bit more of a juggle uh in terms of the back and forth there
0: yeah well i mean i think that's still we don't have to get into it but that that is what like confuses me because i'm like if this resonates so much and then from another type of numerology, I'm having a different number over here. Does mm-hmm. that, will that still resonate with me? And then it goes, it goes back to, it's like read. it's like fortune cookie. It's like, okay, I could apply this. Anybody could read this and it could resonate with me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think I have trouble wrapping my head around, around that.
1: I, I have also in the past and yet here is my back up, look at it with a, you know, with a bird's eye view perspective. For instance, I'm I'm born on the twenty second. Certain astrologers will tell me that I'm a Leo because they're (laughs) divine, right? Yeah. They're they're divine, and and yet most will say I'm Cancerian. Some will tell me I'm on the cusp. Some will tell you a cusp does not exist. Yeah. Right. It doesn't. So there and let's just even extend that further you go to a, a medical doctor and you have certain symptoms and they tell you to go get two different opinions you'll get three different doctors usually giving you three different diagnoses with three different opinions about what it is and how to treat it so it becomes a matter of we have to kind of key into ourselves overall and and what truly resonates with us and to use any of this to empower ourselves. As soon as it becomes like this obsessive, can't get out of bed without reading my horoscope or whatever, toss it out the window and live your life for a while, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and also again, with numerology, often there are different ways of calculating. And then there are some nuances that come in, like with the master numbers with you have two karmic debt numbers in your chart, those can bring, they just bring some more depth and breadth of, uh, information and understanding. And yet we can always just like any class. We can stay on the 101 level and still get something out of it. And then we can do the PhD or the master's or the MBA and, and, you know, get really, you know, get a certain amount of expertise around it, dig more, more deeply. So I just find that whenever it's serving a positive, Mm -hmm. intentional, validating purpose in your life, then, then go for it. 100%
0: 100% it's like right? use the tool don't let the tool use you you know so yeah that's, and that's I, really the energy yeah
1: and as an as a numerologist and I do get people all the time who are very fearful who I've heard this is a bad number this is bad luck this is this <sighs> and that I'm like oh ho ho. okay let's just breathe <laughs> yeah <laughs> and also because we have to use these tools very intentionally and very powerfully and very positively. There is just like in astrology or any of these other ologies, there's going to be the optimal, right? Even in, not even in astrology, but in astrology, we we have what this is about. And then we have the kind of shadow sides, the things that we're challenged with, the darker elements to it. And that's going to show up um, no matter, you know, no matter what. And it's, do we use those to demolish ourselves or do we use those to be better, right? And to understand ourselves and be more intentional about how to um, express ourselves in the highest and best form.
0: Totally. I mean, I I find that people's relationship with tools like this, because people get really triggered around different tools like this. And I always find, I'll just say, that their relationship with the tool, how they view it is always correlated to their willingness to just know all of themselves and accept all of themselves and look at themselves. And like, do you have those tools to, uh, you know, see, Oh, I could have improved there. Or like, Oh, I'm really proud of myself here. Like that level of self-awareness I find is reflected in our relationship with <laughs> the tools.
1: Oh my gosh. You couldn't have said it better because, and I say this lovingly, we all have, uh, ex- all of us have difficulty seeing ourselves, mm-hmm. Right. And seeing those, you know, elements that, that maybe we're more challenged with. Um, And especially if they're, you know, something that we're not very fond of, you know, we're like, no, not me. I'm not stubborn. I'm not this, I'm not (laughs) that. And you're kind of like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those are the things and I find that, as we mature right and as we move through this and as we stay intentional about our our personal evolution, spiritual growth, however you want to define that, we become more open um, potentially to looking and looking at it not in a derogatory or demeaning or, or way because there's also the opposite right of oh, I'm an idiot, I'm this, I'm that. I'm so, you know, all the self-deprecation and, and loathing that can come in. It's like, no, 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 that's not what this is for either. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, to me, I always say, it's it's just to bring things up in a very neutral way, right? Yeah. It's because with numerology, we've all got our thing. <laughs> we've, we're all working it and working it and twerking it, you know, in some kind of way. It's just really nice to know um, the thematics, the key players that come in for us, because then we can really, um, we can, what we can do it rather yeah. than skirt around it.
0: 100% like just, I mean, giving us permission to just be ourselves. And I think also in, in relating to other people being like, Oh, that's, that person's, thing like that's their energy that's how they show up and just learning to really honor other people and i think often you know we want everybody else to be like us and like i mean what would be the point of that right and so just realizing like you know i look at my friends and knowing their uh their numerology i'm like oh that's so cool because that's how mm-hmm. that plays out for you and that's where we're different and i can learn from you yeah. here and just letting people be who they are you know so i just think there's uh so many beautiful opportunities to use these tools as a way to just like embrace our most authentic selves and play with it, you know, and take what resonates, leave what doesn't. Um, But, you know, I want to, I want to get through like the foundational pieces and then I want to get into some more like MBA stuff because I have questions. (laughs) Uh, And so let's start with life path because I'm assuming that's where you would say most people should, should start. So can you explain like what life path number is and how we calculate it?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, life path number, it is li- it it's like knowing your sun sign in astrology. If you're only going to know one number, this is it. Um it comes from your date of birth, so it does not change, unlike some of the numbers that come from your name that can vacillate, right? If we ch- if we change our name, all of those things. And yet this really is to me what you checked in to do. It is your life's purpose. It is what you're here to uh, to learn, to master, to evolve toward, <laughs> to, you know, um, it's never done just, just because it isn't right. Uh, that's why it takes a lifetime to do this because what we're here to do, I find is going to be the most challenging thing for us to do. I mean, it's kind of that, the beautiful cosmic jokery <laughs> of all of it. It's like, okay, you got this, but now we're going to give you some higher climbing walls in the in those areas just to make it fun you know just to make it interesting if it were too easy what's the point so so we've got that with with the life path so i always love to look at the optimal right what what the al- alignment is and i'm a real wordy so i love words and i love keywords right so um the keywords and key elements that we can keep coming back to and then we're always 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 going to be dealing with the oppositional pull. So, and that can show up as an overactive element to that theme or that keyword. Or an underactive element. And then oftentimes, depending on if it shows up, where it shows up and how it can be, you know, a little mixture <laughs> of, of that, depending on uh, who you are and how you express it. So uh, with that said, we have wonders, numbers one through nine in numerology. And then we have some other numbers. The master numbers are the double digit 11, 22, 33. Those are the ones that show up um, in a in your core profile. Forty-four, all any any repeated number like that is considered a master number. But those are the ones who show up um, in, that show up in your chart. So. With that said though it's really nice to know just the basic core elements here. So how you calculate your your life path number is this. And once again little disclaimer there are different ways <laughs> of doing it. And yet I will I will demonstrate the way that I do it and then give you uh the an an alternative. So we're going to you've given me permission to use your birth date. So April, happy birthday by the way last Thank month. Thank you. So April is a four because it is the fourth month. So it is a number four. You're born on the sixth. You're going to make it very easy for us because that's a single digit number. Just a a little sidebar in numerology, we're always reducing. We're continuing to reduce to a one digit number. All right. So the sixth is already a one digit number. So that's six. Now we're going to get into the hard math. Okay. All right. Are you ready out there? So the hard math here is 1995 is the year you were born. We're going to add that like a simple math problem. So 1 plus 9 equals 10, plus 9 equals 19, plus 5 equals 24. Now we have a double-digit number, so we're going to continue to reduce. 2 plus 4 equals 6. So now we're going to take the 4, the 6, the 6. And we'll add those together. Okay. Those one digit numbers. So four plus six equals 10. And 10 plus six equals 16. One plus six equals seven. So you are a seven life path. All right. So just a little, uh, a little heads up. Oftentimes, there are, there are numerologists who, um, like Dan Millman, if anyone's familiar with his book, The Life You're Born to Live. It's a great book, by the way. Um, he, he adds what I call the long way, <laughs> very, very official term. Um, but he, he adds a long way, which would be four plus six plus one plus nine plus nine plus five in this instance. So you can do that. The only thing that is going to be different uh, about your result is the double digit number that you get prior to reducing it as you get into numerology you'll those hold some keys and some nuances that are very powerful and valuable to know but uh, on the 101 level all we really are concerned about is that final destination that final number and so for you you are a seven
0: i am and what i'll say what i'll just say that I thought was so cool when I finally learned my numerology, which was, uh, I mean, you were the first, the first person I ever had a numerology reading with a couple of years ago. And my whole life, like from childhood, I my favorite numbers have always been seven and three. Three and seven, thirty-seven, seven and three, those were always yeah. my favorite numbers. Uh, and it's a joke with my friends now because we see 37s everywhere. Uh, like everybody just sends each other photos, 3737. 37. And then I found out that I'm a life past seven. And then I have like one of my other numbers is three, my soul, something. Yep. Your expression number. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are two of my main numbers. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I just always intuitively as a kid, I was like, I love those numbers. And it's just funny how that happens. I
1: love you bringing that up as an example, because this happens so often. I remember um, t- being somewhere one time at a food show actually. And, uh, a guy was there we were talking a little bit about numerology and I did his life path and it was in a uh, 17 eight and then eight. Mm-hmm. He was hilarious. He was, he was, uh, Italian. So he literally was very flamboyant in that way. So he, he literally at that moment rips his shirt open
0: <laughs> <laughs> in
1: yeah. the middle of the food, you know, the food yeah. trade show. He's like, this has always been my favorite number. You know, oh my God. He had a 17, he had a necklace that said 17 on it around his neck right then. He's like, I've met like you. He's like, I never had any idea uh, why. So he, an eight was something that he would gravitate toward. A lot of times people um, find that they, I had a friend who uh, was a 19 uh, slash one life path. And, and, uh, he said, Oh my gosh, all my jerseys, my sports jerseys growing up were given to me. Like I didn't choose them and they were always 19. Mm. You
0: know? So anyway, really interesting happens like that happens. Like they, all my jerseys were always three, seven or 10. Those are always the numbers. Yeah. And so, 7, eight,
1: nine, 10, right? You add s- 7 and 3 together and that is 10.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love it. It's so cool. It's so cool. So, okay. So I'm a life path 7. Can we go through like, I mean, obviously time constraints, but just like a the, like the main bit for each number, just so people have something to go off of and then, you know, they can Absolutely. go Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So if you've done your life path number, uh, if you're out there, um, and of course, now you're going to be doing what your friends and your family and all of this so here's the here's the basic oh my gosh just you know brushstroke of um what these numbers are so the one is uh, as a life path you're who i would call the create uh the the you know innovative <laughs> the creative entrepreneur this innovator right the leader so the one if we even think about it we're looking at the numbers one through nine, one is Genesis. It is starts, it is self, it is ego, right? And so it is all about learning about how to stand on your own two feet. It's all about all the I words I find, uh, independence, individuality, initiation, all the doing, it is the fail forward, learning about self-confidence uh, and these are kind of these naturally entrepreneur, entrepreneurial people. The kind of shadow side is lack of self-confidence and you wanting c- kind of to be belligerently disruptive <laughs> rather than, you know, having a hard time listening to others and taking constructive criticism and preparing to do what they're going to do. So, uh, so that's the one, uh, the two, the two is um, just really the opposite of the one. The two, the, the two is the more feminine, uh, um, diplomatic. The two is the intuitive diplomat all about learning, uh, the power of patience, everyone's favorite, right? And, uh, (laughs) patience, but diplomacy mediation, these people are very relationship focused highly. And I can't stress this enough. Highly intuitive and emotionally sensitive. They're very concerned about what everyone thinks. If there, if there's one suggestion for the two, it's to read the four agreements and tack up the page (laughs) that says, don't take things personally. Right. So that is the two learning how not to be so sensitive and really learning, uh, the overall, the overall message for the two is learning how not to be taken advantage of by others, how to have strong, healthy, uh individuation and boundaries so the 3 the creative communicator meant to be in the spotlight these people are all about creative self expression and emotional sensitivity in numerology the number of joy optimism they're ever curious always uh they're the ones who um do a lot of different things in their lives but are attempting to put it all together and bring something out into the world that will inspire uplift motivate Um, the flip side to the three is they can be really superficial, very scattered and very depressive. Um, even if we think about, uh, I always like to use the example just briefly of someone like Frida Kahlo, who was a three and all of her art and her expression came from pain. So threes are are dealing with a lot of emotional trauma and a lot of emotional pain underneath the underneath it, it all. I always say the mantra for the three is when you're laughing, you're learning. (laughs) <laughs> okay. So the four, the four is, uh, the, the state, the, the number of stability, the number of processes I call, I call the four, the, um, hardworking systems builder. The key, the keywords here are, um, gosh, everything earth oriented, very grounded, very foundational energy, uh, the worker bee. Uh, The number of limitation in numerology and also the number of health. Learning to be flexible, because even if you look at the four, it looks like a box or a chair, right? Learning how to think outside the box, because the the four um, often is an inside the box. It's this or that. It's black or white. It's right or wrong uh, sort of thinker. Learning how to be a little bit more flexible there. So the five is the sensuous freedom seeker. These are, these are the fun, fearless, adventurous. They're all about the experience with the capital E they are the gregarious. I call these people. Oh my gosh. They're, they're the ADHD experience. They live without a filter sometimes uh, literally. So, um, a lot of fives I know are honestly diagnosed with ADHD. Um, and, and do have, that does show up (laughs) in your numbers, but also, uh, you know, physically for every number can have something in that, uh, that shows up in that way is what I'm trying to say. So these people are a uh, natural salesperson p- people, very versatile, um, incredibly flexible. They're catalysts. They are always kind of catalyzing situations and things. And they are, they are the ones who are, there's never back in the day for the five. <laughs> You know, leave that to the four, uh, but the fives are always forward thinking. So their 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 struggle has to do with excess, addictions, self um, self absorption, or the, a, a constant focus on how it feels all the time. Uh, they they can they really seek these highs, the stimulation, and they're really looking at the ultimate for the five is freedom through self discipline. Or the the constructive use of freedom. All right. So the six is uh, the the nurturing visionary. The six, even if you look at it like a little pregnant belly, right? And they are. This is the number of home, family, the domestic world. In that way, they have different tribute. Each number is very complex and beautifully intricate. But the the six, to me, it's about. I mean, the keywords are home duty, service, self-sacrifice, responsibility is a key player. Um, They're also very much into into fairness, justice, that sort of thing. And they're also very into aesthetic beauty. You can often find these people and and highly creative. They're visionaries. They can see Uh, they can see answers where other people can't even see questions (laughs) to be asked the flip side of these people. Oh my gosh, if there's ever a control freak, this is, this is one and, uh, perfectionists, um, very idealistic. So learning how to, uh, accept the perfection of the imperfection of everything. So the seven, the seven is the analyst and the spiritual seeker. So, the 7 of all the numbers is to me living the most internalized soul-based journey so you can kind of do i always look at the other numbers even more rigorously for a 7 life path to see how it's going to show up for them because mostly the 7 is totally on a different wavelength they are totally the heady intellect and yet the ki- the kicker here the the lifelong journey is to learn that that heady intellectual, analytical, show me the data, uh, side. And then also to begin to observe and integrate and build on the, in, intu- on the intuitive. I like to think of it as the, what the, um, the Einstein sort of thing. Because he was so much into, again, all of the physics, everything else, but everything is energy. He talks about love as an actual thing, like as an entity, as an energetic entity. So he was able to, he was a six, by the way. <laughs> uh, he wasn't a seven, but, he, but I like to use that as an example of, of the optimal of the seven, which is learning uh, how to bring that together as a fountain of wisdom, right? Uh, the seven is learning trust and openness, and how to connect emotionally, because this, uh, the seven is also quite a skeptic, uh, healthily so, usually, and a perfectionist in a different way. The perfection for the seven is more about um, the perfection of your thinking and the way you execute uh, rather than the perfectionism of the six, which is more about how everyone's behaving. <laughs> right. So uh, so there's and you've got a, a little smidgen of both here. So we're probably speaking your language right about now. Um, and again, I say this with a big hug, with a warm hug. Um, and then the eight, the eight is the money number. Everyone will, will, uh, in, who knows anything about numerology thinks of it as the money number. But to me, it's got so much more depth and breadth. It is a power number. So the key words are, uh, it's the financial, it's the money manifester, it's the CEO, it's that organizing management energy, and it's about abundance. So it's money, power, control, authority, and just understand that it is a pretty intense ride because this person is learning how to manifest in the material world. First of all, that comes with personal power and empowerment, Right. And then it exceeds or extends into money and becoming financially viable, which then gets you into the even higher octave of what will I do for money? What won't I? Uh, What does this mean? How do I use this to empower myself? And and the ultimate eight is a powerful influencer. They're a connector. They're the ones who are the movers and shakers and making things happen in the world. And it's funny if you're out there and you're like, this isn't anything like me. I hate, you know, I hate money and I'm poor and I'm all this. Well, yes, you are. You're an eight because that's also part of this pathway. Eight, we all have issues with money and yet eights have a real love-hate relationship with money usually um, that has a lot of more issues around their concepts around money so um, if you're out there just <laughs> hi <laughs> hi you apes uh, out there and then we've got the nines the nines uh then we're you know finalizing our our scope here of numbers in numerology and if the one is ego self uh, all of those, all of those individual, individual sort of initiating independent energies. The nine is the book into that. So it's about, um, it's, it's about universal wisdom. It's the, it's the compassionate humanitarian, very quirky, incredibly creative. These people are beautiful weirdos. And I mean that with the most utmost respect and, uh, they're here to do what they're doing because they can't not do it, in terms of following their heart, giving to the greater good, um, and this can show up in so many different ways. And I'll give you a couple examples just to kind of put this energy in a blender for, for you Nines, which is um, Mother Teresa, Gandhi, um, Greta Thunberg. There are all these, but they're they're kind of belligerent, right? I mean, they're like, I this is my this is my passion, and I am you know really going for it. And there's also a creative vortex that goes here with uh, the creators like Prince, Elvis Presley, Jim Carrey, uh, Robin Williams, David Byrne of the Talking Heads, uh, Anthony Hopkins, all of these people who really have this incredible otherworldly presence, right? In terms of their creativity. And they've got so many different facets and conduits. Oftentimes these people are, you know, um, are actors they're painters they're musicians they're i mean all of it right and uh they're they're these tsunamis <laughs> tsunamis of energy and then the master numbers: eleven, twenty-two, thirty-three. 11 22 33 uh if this shows up for you the very very you know readers digest uh condensed version of this is higher spiritual potential more intense challenges it's not easy it is a lifelong experiential process that is even more uh, geared toward um, obstacles and challenges along along the way within those th- those themes, and also the, the master numbers are conflicted with them. They're they're in in kind of this natural conflict with themselves. So if you're an eleven, you can say you're an eleven slash two. The foundational energy of, is, is the two. That heart centered, group oriented, you know, uh, intuitive. And yet you've got the double one, which is all about me, me, me and the, and all about, right? And meant to be the leader and stand in front of people and, and that. And it's a very, uh, interesting interplay of attempting to, when it's you as a person going, why do I feel this way? A lot of anxiety also that uh, can come with the master numbers. The the 22-4, you've got the foundational energy of that four, that hardworking systems builder, uh, the master builder there. And then you've got the double two, that's hugely emotionally sensitive, very attuned there. So you've got that integration that you're always attempting to work with there. 33, six, that six is a foundation, that nurturing, you know, presence, that home and family, and then dollop, double dose of three, that creative, expressive, you know, laughing, you're learning person, try that one on for size. And that's the person who is, I call the teacher of unconditional love. So um, the master numbers bring with them um, a little bit more depth and breadth of of, um, potential, but also, you know, kind of a little bit of a kick in the pants sometimes.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. That was amazing. Thank you so much. And as you're talking, it's like, I know every time you you bring up a number, I can think of somebody in my head who I know. And it's Mm -hmm. just so funny because it all, it all tracks. And I know I definitely relate to that seven energy and just feeling, I've just always felt like, there's me in my bubble of me and then the rest of the world. And I don't really know what's going on. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm always very like inwardly concerned. Like it's, it's, it's so intense for me because it's such an, an inner process and I don't even care what's going on externally. And it has always left me feeling like I'm just on a different, like I'm on a different radio station. And is Absolutely. is anyone ever going to be on my radio station? <laughs>
1: Well, <laughs> hmm, <laughs> it depends on yeah. It depends on how you're uh, how you're putting that into the ethers, right? Yeah, I mean, I, it is funny to think about that as the station, right? Because stations are numbers. It's so yeah. funny to think about it. You know, seventy two point eight or whatever. <laughs> you know, and and it is a frequency. So yeah. yes, sevens are again on a different wavelength, and you guys are really misunderstood you often give off a different vibe than you even have any clue that people read, right? Interesting. From you. Because usually a seven comes off as being very aloof, a little bit maybe stuck up. Do we even use that term anymore? Is, do you even know what that is? Yeah, so yeah. Stuck totally. up, right? And it yeah. really into themselves. And yet, truth be told, and let me give you a few examples. Um, we've got, well, we've got Johnny Depp is a seven. Uh, we've got <laughs> that going on right now. Um, we've got, I mean, Lady Diana,
0: mm.
1: uh, Marilyn Monroe. Uh, we have, um, all kinds of sevens who are very, they're very, um, it's like, they're this mysterious, you want a key to unlock that, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. there's something really <laughs> attractive and mysterious. And it's like, and, and that's, what people are trying to kind of figure you out, even though the seven doesn't really understand that all they're really trying to do is protect themselves from the onslaught of, you know, of stuff that they find really uh, overwhelming usually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know for me, it's this really interesting really interesting thing where, you know, for most of my life, I was, I was the intellect. I was a smart person. I was straight, a student. I'm the 4.0 student. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. And the way that my brain thinks is very systematic and it's very rational and it is, it's, it's, it is linear. And, but at the same time, it's very quantum. And I made this shift into spirituality as I realized, Oh, I'm really psychic. And I feel much more myself, but it's this weird thing to explain for people, or even people to like receive from me. And this is why I tend to work with a lot of like entrepreneurs. I mm-hmm. tend to work with people who are much more uh, like linear in their and their way of thinking, logical and rational. Because I think that way too, but at the same time, I'm very intuitive, and it's like marrying those two together. And I, I always people never know what to. Like, make of me because they think I'm going to be this floaty, like off, like off airy, somewhere. Airy fairy. Yeah, airy fairy kind of person. Because when people just hear what I do, you know, if I meet someone new and they meet me, and they're like, oh, you're really grounded. I'm like, yeah, I'm really grounded. <laughs> yeah. So, well, and
1: the interesting thing though, if I we can pick up that ball, is to yeah. look at, at your, if we look at your chart, your soul urge, this is taken from the vowels in your name. And this indicates. What your heart's desire, it's another name for it actually is your heart's desire number. But to me, it indicates what you want and need down deep on the deepest level to feel this most sense of gratification in this lifetime. Um, and also your, your, your point of your soul's most expansive growth for you as a four. Okay. Yeah. So you've got, I love looking at all the numbers because in some ways, sometimes the seven can come off as a total, like out there, right? Yeah. Just, and yet you have this real grounded element of the four, which, which both of both the seven and the four, I would say. Uh the, the commonality there is very much into research, very loving the learning all the time until the day you take your last breath. It's just you're going to be learning, learning, learning. But also a stubborn streak. And also potentially you can be misread in terms of the way that you communicate. Because <laughs> both the seven can have a really sharp tongue because. There's a certain level of disconnect with emotional intelligence sometimes with Mm. the seven where they just don't get it. See, but here's the additive for you. Your expression is a three, which absolutely brings in the emotional part. So to me, I love looking at someone's chart and thinking that you created this before you came in. Right. And you're like, okay, this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm going to give myself to do it. So you gave yourself this, you know, this purposeful path of this spiritual seeker and in whatever way. And it can be again with an out with you can be this incredible uh, analyst. You could be a researcher. You could be a philosopher. You could be all these things or you can go on the, you know, on the other side and be a nutritionist. You could be, I mean, there are so many different conduits here, but with you totally, your expression is the three. So you've been doing a podcast for how long? Seven years. <laughs> Seven years. And the three is all about communication, learning impeccable communication, anything having to do with the the written word, uh, verbal, writing, podcasting, performing, anything else is coming in. And this also, not to get too down in the weeds here, your soul urge is a is a 13-4. And to me, that really doubles up on your karmic debt around the number three, which means you're... And, and, it, me, and karmic debt, I want to be really clear, does not ever in, in numerology here, when it shows up as a number indicating karmic debt, it is a window of opportunity. It's never telling you you're bad, it's never, it's never a punishment. We are, we're all here for karma. The mm-hmm. beauty of it is if it resonates with you, it can really give you some amazing direction. Um, and for you, it's into, you will not be fulfilling and paying down or balancing your karma unless you're expressing with the utmost optimism with and not like toxic positivity. I'm just saying when you're inspiring, when you're helping, when you're healing, when you're moving into something with that lighter energy and yet um and yet, you know, doing this to to help others is really a key feature here. And I think you felt drawn to that, haven't you?
0: Oh, totally. I mean I've always known like I have to share, you know, and I started I started blogging and that's when my platform grew because I was like, I just have to share everything. And then it was podcasting. And I mean, I'm a very open book. I share a lot. I'm like very social media, right? So I've always had that urge. Like I just, I have to share this experience. I have to share what I've learned here. Uh, It feels like I just have to. Yes. (laughs) I just have to.
1: (laughs) Yes. And that's a hard one in many ways for the seven. Mm-hmm. The flat out seven is a little bit more like, Oh God, you know, I don't want to be too vulnerable. Mm-hmm. A seven is often someone who, you know, you're sitting at the at the table and your girlfriends start having sex talk or something. And you're kind of like, Oh my God, stop. You know, just not, I mean a seven, cause there's that kind of.
0: That's so know, interesting. Cause I'm like the opposite of that. Like I I'm deeply vulnerable. I love talking about everything taboo. And I've, that's been more my issue of like, I tend to go too deep, too quick for people. Like yeah. I don't like anything surface level. And I've always been like that. And that's like very scary for a lot of people. Um, yes. yeah. So that's been more my, like I'm deep in it.
1: Yeah. And that's the balance point with the seven and the three. So mm-hmm. it's interesting because the three can be someone who does overshare,
0: right. Yeah. You know, uh,
1: at the beginning. So it's just a beautiful thing to be able to see how it engages, right. How it balances and, uh, and how it works, uh, together.
0: Totally. Okay. And so you talked about the soul urge, The expression number, what, what does that mean? Like it's it's how you express yourself, how your purpose is expressed through you. Like, like, what does that mean exactly?
1: To me, the expression, it's also called the destiny number in numerology. So the expression or the destiny, this to me is, is, um, very similar to the rising sign or the ascendant in your astrology. So it's kind of like how you'll go about doing what you're, uh, what you're here to do with your life path purpose, but it's the manner, the flavor for you. You're the seven, that spiritual seeker, the analyst, and the way you're going to do it is by performing, communicating, um, and expressing. Mm, right. Yeah. On a very and that's, simple, that's so cool. Level. Right. Because
0: it's like, if you think about like seven and then the flavor is the three, how different it would be if there's another seven and their flavor is, a four or a seven, right. Or a nine, like it's like a totally different energy. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely different energy. Let's say you're a seven and you've got, and you're a, and you have an eight expression, Mm. right. Which is the money and the, 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 you know, financial stuff. And so potentially in that, that would be a person who would be a financial analyst. Maybe they would be in real estate. Uh, maybe they would be a a CEO or a, you know, anything like that can come into play. Um, So it's a really fascinating thing to be able to, you know, move the needle on that compass and see where it lands.
0: Well, I'm curious as well, like how this plays in with relationships. Like if, are there certain numbers that are more, (laughs) I don't want to say that because it's just different energies coming out. Right. But Mm -hmm. I mean, could you like add up, I mean, is this a thing where like, if I took my birthday and then I added up the birthday of one of my friends or my partner and took that number, like, is that a thing? H- how could you use this in a relationship?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Well, it's very similar. I would say of how you look at it astrologically in many ways. First of all, my, my full out disclaimer is that there's never there. I don't believe personally that there are you know, bad numbers and good numbers and total compatibility and everything else. I think you can be absolutely compatible, you know, on on paper and it just doesn't work. I think you can be really wonky on paper and it's like, you know, you're this amazing relationship. So that's my disclaimer the the way I love to use it is to see who you are and what your vulnerabilities or what your weak links are or whatever that is. And then look at, look at somebody else and, um, and see where the value systems, um, come in and how you communicate and what's important to you. And let me give you, uh, I'll just pull out one example. So let's say you're a four life path. You're, you you know, your values are, I want, I want a root system. you uh, the four is always kind of healing some family wounding. Uh, We all are, but the four, it's a very uh, pinpointed (laughs) Um, uh, security, stability, kind of the step by step, slow and steady, all of that. Now, I have a lot of people who are a four and they have a five husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, right? Mm -hmm. What is the five? that sensuous freedom, seeker, yeah. fun and wanting the experience and go, 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 and might not show up on time and all the things that would drive a four, like literally crazy. And yet, if you look at it, and so you, there are different ways of looking at it, the way that I would look at it. And if you look at someone like Angelina Jolie is a five and, um, Billy Bob Thornton, her first husband was a four and uh, Brad Pitt, her second husband is a four. I think she was married also before that. I don't know her other yeah. husband, but you know, we have tendencies, right? We attract certain people in our lives. We're like, why, why, you know? Well, it's, it's that interesting element with the four and the five to stay with that example, the four, if you both are intentional and understand yourselves and want to work together together. As a you know uh, to to what elevate yourselves as individuals and as a couple, the five benefits when they have some grounding when they have some structure, when they have some routine, when they have someone in their life that's like, honey, I know that you think you kind of might sort of have a headache coming on, but get over it we're gonna you know you gotta right they need someone to to help them and support them on that level. The four, on the other hand, needs or could benefit from the five saying, okay, now I know that you're on, you know, you're on, on hour 10 of the day, you're going to stop now. Okay, I'm going to shut the computer. You're done. You know, you, you can really be valuable co-partners there to get the best and most out of, your life experience as you know as your numerology predicates so it can the five can lighten up make the Uh, The four, make the four more flexible, have a little more fun maybe because sometimes the four is like, I'll have fun when I'm done with my punch list. You know, (laughs) five is like, honey, your punch list is never done. So we're going to go have fun now and then you can go (laughs) back to your punch list. So it's those sort of interplay that can come in. And then you've got, you know, and then you can be with someone like, um, if you're a two and you're a six, relationships, home, family, those are key values for that. That could be a very, you know, a very, um, what, a very synergistic relationship. Yeah. Um, and yet it can also have its, you know, <laughs> it can also go off the rails. So all of us have these potentials. But the beautiful part is in knowing what our tendencies are, what our values are, and how we individually are playing those out at this point in our life, because, you know, the way I played my three life path when I was in my 20s, and the way I do it now is a lot different, right? Huh. Um So it depends on on where we are. And um I also like as a little aside, with relationships, it's also really nice to know your cycles of time and to know if you're kind of in, in, you know, in cahoots with each other, <laughs> knowing, yeah. Where you're headed, like if you're headed, because you know a lot of couples uh will hit these hit these points of uh, where one person wants to engage uh their spiritual growth, and one person is like, "Who the hell are you? what happened to you right? I can't go there. I mean I have a lot of people who I have uh someone I have in my mind right now who was uh had her own um she was uh, She had her own medical practice for 25 years and she built it up to be incredibly successful. She and her husband, very pragmatic, very, you know, success oriented. And suddenly she's like, I can't do this anymore. I'm, you know, something else is calling me. And she was not a spiritual person. She started meditating. She went to, was drawn to these classes in conscious breath work. She, and she retired from her 25-year practice, which was not logical. It was not rational. And she and her partner have had to have a lot of pretty deep conversations about where they're going individually and where they're going together, you know? And numerology can often kind of structure that for us to show us our pathways and where they're going and what we're going to be, you know, potentially working with together and individually.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I see that, like just knowing people in my life, what year they're in, like their personal year and then the months. And it's always, it's always super accurate. I, it's funny. I I'm in a year seven and a lot of my friends are as well. So we're kind of all on that same wavelength, which Ooh. is nice, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I love it. I love it. But I, I, I really want to talk to you cause you know, we're coming up on time, but I really want to talk about names for a second, because this is something that is like mind blowing to me i was just talking to my friend last weekend she's uh due to have her first baby in a month and they're talking about names and i was like oh have you looked at the numerology and she freaked out she's like what i'm like yeah well i mean the name carries a vibration right and i i think that's something that people don't think about and i know for me with my name my parents were deciding between two different names and out of left field after i was born they just decided. Christina. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, have you picked a different name? I would have totally like, I could have a totally different energy. And then if you think about like, if I change my name legally, when I get married, is that going to change the energy as well? So can you explain like, so which numbers are affected by the name? And like, I mean, I, I think especially for somebody who's going to name their child, like, what do they need to know? <laughs>
1: Oh yes. Well, 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 well. Um, so let's see if we can nutshell this. Um the nut so we in Pythagorean numerology, we will use your full name as it appears on your birth certificate. Okay. Not to get too woo-woo on you, okay? But I'm I'm gonna go super
0: woo-woo, so I'm gonna
1: go down a little bit of the woo woo path for you. We believe uh, I, those in the numerology world, uh, and I'll just speak for myself, but I think I am speaking, you know, for numerologists overall that, um, your name and your, and your date of birth is no accident. Okay. And people will, well, but I was, for I was, you know, emergency C-section. I was, I wasn't due and blah, blah, blah. And I was late. Okay. That's just, you know, (laughs) on paper, Uh, Yeah, when you arrive is actually the time you were supposed to arrive. So it, It really demands that we kind of step back and really shift our perspective about certain things, right? So also, interestingly, you know, it is the name on your birth certificate. So let's let me make two points. The first one is, if you've been a parent, and I have two daughters, and I remember you know, thinking about names. I wasn't really big into using family names and blah, blah, blah. And you'd go along, go along. And then one day, you know, you and your your spouse are bantering about and you're like, oh, that's it. That's it. And you think, where does that come from? We would say in the woo-woo realm, that comes from you, <laughs> the soul, uh, or the you, know, the, you know, what's going on inside, giving, giving that information uh, to the parent. So um, that's that's a, a little woo for you, and yet also what I find is that the name, as it is on the birth certificate, is a very interesting thing because in in Pythagorean numerology, if if you've got to go back and look at it, because if it's misspelled, we still use that misspelling on the birth certificate. Uh, if you were born uh, baby girl Jones and then you were adopted. We still look at baby girl Jones as your given name. And then we will look at the other names. So often when the name fluctuates dramatically, I find the basic thing I find as a practitioner of numerology is that it really places a spotlight on your sense of identity or your misguided sense of or a feeling of not having a solid stable identity that's my personal take on that but with that said the numbers that are taken from your name are the expression or the destiny number we re, we give each letter a numerical value. So A is one, B is two, C is three, and so on, one through nine. And then like a typewriter goes back, <laughs> back and mm. forth, right? And Chaldean is different. Okay. So just so you know, so the expression destiny, full name, and then the soul urge uh, is from the vowels in your name. And that can get tricky. A E I O U, sometimes Y, sometimes W depends on train of thought. That's a whole other podcast. And then the personality number is taken from the consonants in your name. Okay. So those are, those are how the name shows up for you. Uh, there are other aspects of the name, the first name, middle name last name have different, uh, ways of looking at what they bring to the table for you. Um, Mm. the, the first vowel in your name, the first letter in your name. I mean, you can really do a deep dive into the name, uh, in that way. And yet those are very, um, and if you even think about it, you look at, I mean, would Elton John be Elton John if he were Reginald Dwight? I mean, that's his original name, right? So a lot of movie stars, a lot of uh, performers and even just people. I mean, I don't know if you have in your life people who've like, I can't tolerate this name. I'm going to change my name. A lot of people decide to change their names. They're never going to, they can run, but they can't hide from the original name. But also the get the current name that you use is an overlay. And the longer you're known by that name, uh, the stronger that vibe gets. Does that answer your
0: question? Yeah, yeah, totally. I think I'm like, I've just been really curious, like what's going on when someone changes their name uh, legally, you know, and because I know like me giving you my information, you ask for my, the name on my birth certificate and then the name that I I go by. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me because I, I notice this when people change their names, like there's a different energy, like there really is a different energy that comes into play.
1: Yeah. It's just so cool. It is really <laughs> cool. And some can some I have found are more immediate. Mm-hmm. And then some are, you know, again, the way I like to look at it is it's like putting a tea bag into water, into warm water. The longer it steeps in there, yeah. the stronger it gets. I mean, for instance, for me personally, um, I got married when I was twenty three. And so i and I after I left my marriage i I kept my name because I had to you know I had daughters and all of that, so I kept my name, so my name is my married name, but I have had that much long for a much longer period of time now in my life than I ever had my my given name, and yet, so for me, I feel the overlay pretty intensely at this point, and yet my foundational energy uh, numbers are always there. But what I do look at is the way some of it diminishes or dissipates. And that the other one kind of starts to take precedence, the longer that that you've had it. And you know, the current name, um, for me, uh, that I look at, and most numerologists will look at is the first and last name you currently use, like you would Introduce yourself socially, not like you would sign, not like this on your passport or your driver's license, or that you would sign a bank statement or something like that. It's that first and last, uh, that you, that you go by because, you know, if you really, really think about it, numerology isn't just numbers per se, it's actual, it's how things sound. And so again, it's a matter of how, how it sounds, um, when it comes out of your mouth, because, you Mm. know, the, the, you know, Christina feels different than Amy. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, and so it is a very interesting thing to, it, I mean, it's kind of like no duh, but it's fun to kind of start looking at the numbers and you can do the numerology on them and go, Oh, that's the, you can do a numerology for every word in the yeah, dictionary. That's so you cool. know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so, I mean, it just a different, I always try, it's like, trying to describe the frequency of something, okay, well, there's like an actual number. I think it gives us something to anchor into that where it makes, yeah. it makes more sense because it's true. It's where I think about, you know, everybody who knew me the first part of my life called me Christy. And then when I got older, I introduced myself as Christina. And there's a different energy to it. And I showed up differently. And that wasn't intentional, but I mean, it's, it's, there's actual, like, if I did the numerology on that, I could see, okay, like, that's a very tangible way for me to understand why the energy was so different.
1: Yeah. And what, and what you were shooting for, what that point of, you know, what that, what that desire was to shift that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, my, my mother was, I knew her when growing up as Judy, and when she got a divorce, she became Judith. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So I think she wanted to be taken more seriously, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever. I mean, I can't guess what her what her motivations were overall. And yet, I mean, it's like you, you went from Christy to Christina. So it's like, I want to be taken a little bit more seriously, right? Yeah. Um, in some ways. Uh, and then there's other things that go with it.
0: <laughs> totally. Obviously. Yeah. Totally. Uh. So, so amazing. I mean, there's so much we could, we could go into here, obviously. And I know people are going to like want to dive deeper. And I know you have a lot of resources, including your new book and lots on your website. So can you just share with everybody, like, you know, maybe where to start and then all the places they can find you?
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, to make it very simple, just go to my website, which is FeliciaBender.com. Um, I've got, you know, I've got a YouTube channel, everything, uh, with some great videos that if you're just interested in knowing the basic life path that plays on my website as well. Um, and my new book really is, it's a great, for me, what I've loved about numerology is it is exactly this. You can have this big book and you can have it on your shelf and you can go along, go along and go. Oh, I remember that numerology stuff. Let me take it off the shelf. <laughs> let mm-hmm. me look at. Let me look it up. So it's really designed. It's uh, for that purpose. It's called the Ultimate Guide to Practical Numerology: Mapping Your Path and Purpose. I really attempt to get to to be user friendly, but also offer a, a depth uh, of information at the same time. So that is available now. It just came out a couple months ago.
0: Amazing, amazing. Yeah, and we will put all of your links and everything in the show notes. Everybody listening can check it out and dive into all of the content. And I'm just so grateful for you for, for coming and sharing all of this knowledge. I'm sure people are going to share this with everybody they know and look up everybody's <laughs> life path.
1: Oh, so. that's so much fun. It's, it's so much fun part. to do that. And you're like, Oh yeah, I'm horrible because I do that all the time.
0: So, um. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much huge thank you to Felicia for coming on the podcast and sharing so much incredible knowledge about numerology. I just love talking about numerology so much. And so I hope you guys got as much out of this as I did. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to take a screenshot and share it to social media, tag me, tag Felicia at Felicia Bender. That way we can see that you are listening and don't forget to post what your life path number is because i want to see it and if you think this would be helpful for somebody that you know in your life if they might be interested in it definitely shoot them the link i'm sure they will appreciate it as always if you do enjoy the show and you want to show some support and help other people find the podcast the best way to support the show is by leaving a rating and review on itunes or apple podcast now i suppose it is it really really does mean the world and that is the best way to help other people find the show so that we can continue to grow our community. So I really do always appreciate that so much from the bottom of my heart. That is going to be it for today's episode. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.